Today is Good Friday. And on this day, I can imagine that people meditate on different things. People think about different things from the celebratory nature of Palm Sunday, that, you know, we wave palms and then going through Holy Week, and now we find ourselves at Good Friday. And I can remember, because I do it every year, that probably since my college years, I always go to the crucifixion by James Weldon Johnson on Good Friday. It speaks to my soul in a particular way. So he begins by saying, Jesus, my gentle Jesus, walking in the dark of the garden, the garden of Gethsemane, saying to his three disciples, sorrow is in my soul. Tarry ye here a little while and watch with me. And usually I kind of pause there and imagine the depth of that moment. Jesus is saying, sorrow is in my soul, even unto death. And he's saying, can you just watch with me? And I think about the times in life where I may have wanted somebody to just sit with me. Maybe they were too busy. Maybe they went to sleep like the disciples, but can we just tarry? And then James Weldon Johnson continues borrowing from Scripture to paint a picture of what unfolds. He talks about Jesus being arrested and taken before Pontius Pilate and then going to the cross. And we can imagine the imagery that the same people, some of the same ones who cried out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest are now saying crucify him, crucify him. And so then James Weldon Johnson gets to the point in the narrative. He said, and Jesus, my lonesome Jesus, cries out to his father one more time saying, my God, my God, why? Have you forsaken me? And then borrowing from Scripture, he gets to one of the parts that I love. And he says, and the veil of the temple was split in two. The midday sun refused to shine. The thunder rumbled and lightning wrote an unknown language in the sky. He says, what a day. What a day. When our blessed Jesus died, it causes me to tremble when I think of how Jesus died. And so I've been thinking about the line that the veil of the temple was rent in two, was split in two, was torn asunder. And there is mystery behind the veil. We read the Old Testament scripture where Moses had a veil around his face. Some say it's because when he spent time with the Lord on the mountain that his face was glowing. The glory of the Lord was so powerful that people couldn't stand it. They were even afraid of it. There is mystery that happens behind the veil. 
It's when he lifts the veil, he goes to talk to God and then brings the veil back down and lifts it to talk to the people. And I wonder what is happening with Moses when he has that veil covering his face. When we look at the Jewish temple and the way that it was built, we find the veil there again. The temple was the, the seat um, of much importance in the sacred space and the lives of the Israelites. And so outside the temple, way on the outside was a space where usually the Gentiles would hang out because they could only go so far because there was a hierarchy, right? So the Gentiles could only come so far. Then there was the place called the outer court, sometimes the court of women, because the women couldn't go past this space in the outer courts. And in the outer courts, that's where the money changers were. In the outer courts, that's where people were able to buy the things that they would sacrifice to the Lord. In fact, that's where Jesus came in and flipped over tables. It happened in the outer court. And then if you walk a little farther, we enter into the inner court. The Gentiles couldn't come there. The women couldn't come there. So the inner court was only men. I wouldn't know what happened in the inner court because I wouldn't have been able to enter. <laughs> but I understand that if you go a little farther, there was the holy place. And the holy place was reserved for the priests. And at the edge of the holy place, was this veil, this curtain. And behind the veil was called the Holy of Holies. It's where the Ark of the Covenant was that contained the mercy seat. The Holy of Holies was thought to be the place where God, God's self dwelled. And you had to be the high priest to enter into the Holy of Holies, and it was only once a year. You couldn't just go into the Holy of Holies, right? We think that we can walk into the sanctuary and it's all good, but it was not so in the Holy of Holies. It's like going into Wayne's, Dr. Wayne's office. Everybody can't just go. <laughs> and so the high priest could go once a year into the Holy of Holies on behalf of the people, bringing their sins before God, seeking forgiveness for the people. That's what happened behind the veil. And so as I meditate on the fact that when Jesus died, the veil of the temple was torn in two, that is something to celebrate because it means that now we all get to enter into the presence of God. It says that we all get to bring our full selves into a relationship with God and speak to the Holy One even on our own behalf. It means that we don't need a priest, we don't need a preacher or a pastor. We can go to God for ourselves. It means that the Gentiles no longer have to stand way out back. It means that the women get to come all the way 
and stand in the presence of God. The children, suffer the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of God. The children get to come into the presence of God. He gets to come. She gets to come. They get to come. We all get to enter into the presence of God. I wonder what happens when we decide to dwell in that space behind the veil. I wonder how we might engage God depending on where we are in life. If you're like me, you might just go into uncontrollable laughter because I find my, my joy comes out in laughter. Sometimes my pain comes out in laughter. All kinds of things are come out in my laughter. And I imagine that I would just laugh before God. It's happened, y'all, for real. Like, just uncontrollable, like falling on the floor, laughter in the presence of God. I wonder if somebody who was really going through and felt forsaken might cry out like Jesus, my God, why have you forsaken me? Not as an act of disbelief, but as an act of faith, knowing that when you cry out, there is a God who sits with you and is present. I wonder if when we get behind the veil and into the presence of God, we're thinking about family members who are just going through things and need someone to advocate for them. Is that what happens? For some of us, we might pick out a journal and just begin to hear the voice of the Lord behind the veil. And say, God, if you can just speak a word to me, then I would be able to keep going and going and going. What do you need from God? The veil of the temple has been rent in two. That means that we all get to come. Meditate on that for a moment. What is it that we really need to experience from God? God, I just need your mercy. Because when I think of the things that I've done, God, I just want your mercy to overflood my soul. Someone says, God, I just need a little bit more grace. That grace that draws us to God, that grace that sanctifies us. God, can you give me your love? I just need to feel your love wash over my soul. And when we come and get those things, the beauty is it's not just for us. Then we get to go out and take those things with us that the Lord has given to us. And we get to take it out before the world and let them know, let all people know that the veil of the temple has been rent in two. So in this moment, I'm going to invite Shanice from Family Wesley to come and share with us in song as you may have gotten 
a little piece of fabric representing the veil. And so we want to invite you to come to the altar, invite you to stand where you are, invite you to sit, invite you however you feel led as a symbol of coming behind the veil and the veil being torn in two together as we meditate on the things that we want God to do in our lives and the sacredness of this moment, we're going to rip that veil. It was probably a heavy curtain. I practiced this earlier, and so there's a little slit because we wanted to help you out. <laughs> but if you're like me, you still might not be super strong, and you're going to have to rip really hard. And if you can't do it, that's what a friend is for. Phone a friend to help you rip this veil because we all want to come behind the veil. So I'm going to invite Shanice to sing as we just meditate and we invite you to the altar. We invite you to stand. We invite you to do you and then we'll tear the veils together.